This is an emergency podcast because Joe Thornton has died. No. <laughs> Probably shouldn't actually like say that as a joke because Joe Thornton is really old. So <laughs> Joe Thornton has a heartbeat and is alive, he... but his knee is proverbially dead. Yeah. So, in case you live under a rock, don't read Fear the Finn ever. Uh, or you live in Anaheim. <laughs> Am I right? In the game against the Jets, Mikel Bodker took out Joe Thornton. Okay, hold on. Whoa, that's 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 a little rude. Mikel Bodker got tied up with a jet, and they fell. It I'm was an accident. Happened. You can't blame this on Bodker. You can blame a lot of things on Bodker. You can't blame this on him. <laughs> but I want to. Yeah, Joe looked pretty bad. Yeah, he went straight off the ice into the locker room. That's not a good sign. And did not come out. He was he I was gone. hoping he, like, had to poo and was just like, man, this is going to be the best time to do this. But no, I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> yep. So that happened to his right knee, which is not the same knee that he had previously destroyed, which is kind of good and bad news, I guess, because, like, the good news is that, like, he didn't re-aggravate an old injury, which would maybe take longer to heal and, you know, whatever. The bad news is now he's got two bad knees, okay? Like, <laughs> like here's the thing. I have Stills disease, which day-to-day -day really just means it's an auto-inflammatory uh, disease. So I have really bad arthritis in one wrist. And so I have good and bad days. And, you know, on a bad day, like, I will cry turning a key in a lock because my wrist hurts. But, you know, you compensate with your other one. But then, like, days where my other wrist starts to hurt, it's like everything's I can't do anything at all because I have no wrists. So the the long and the short of that is just like good luck, Joe Thornton, because <laughs> you're going from one bad knee to now both of them, and that is hard. The the difference is that he's a multi million dollar athlete who's going to have the absolute best human beings working on his knees. So okay, yeah, I mean that's true. I just have like a <laughs> ace bandage that I wear on my wrist. <laughs> so. You have you have you have that Publix Publix healthcare. He's got me there, but uh, it just it's not good. It's not going to be good. It, it feels like he really only just recovered from you know what happened last year. And he's looked good. He's played he's played every game, and has been good, which is the crazier thing I think than. Like, he's, he's 39 years old coming off major knee surgery, and he's played every game and looked good. This is, yeah, this isn't good. <laughs> I'm just sad. I mean, at the start of the season, he did not look good. No, Let's... no, 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 but, <laughs> well, who does? No. Uh, it took him a while, I think, this year to, to really recover and kind of come back and be able to do what Joe Thornton does best, which... <laughs> well, apparently school. includes which includes <laughs> scoring goals now yeah like he he Did, decided he, uh, he was, gonna he be was a goal asked he, <laughs> he, he was he was asked why he he was asked why he was shooting more in the power play and he was like uh well i'm on the left side which is the shooting side now i'm not you on the right side which is the passing side so when i have to get the puck i have to shoot it because i'm on the shooting side <laughs> which is the best it. reasoning of all time I but um love he it. So, according to uh, numerous Sharks guys, Kevin Kurtz, Paul Gackle, uh, whoever your Sharks beat writer du jour is, he, Wilson said that he will be out several weeks. Um, and apparently he said a minimum of two. Um, <laughs> that's 
concerning because several isn't a real diagnosis. That's a guess. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just like words, putting, putting words together to placate the plebes that need the words. My guess is going to be six. I don't know how. See now, it depends what he. It depends what he had. What's wrong with him? And we don't know yet because he had the MRI today on Wednesday. Um, so if it's just like a grade one, grade two sprain, where he's hurt his MCL because they confirmed that it's his MCL, he could be out like two weeks, three weeks, and come back. If he needs surgery, then yeah, I think he might be toast. Yeah, I see him missing February. We'll see. So you I think don't know. five weeks. You think he's out five weeks. Because here's the thing. Even if, you know, he's out two weeks or whatever, he's coming back into a really packed schedule. I don't think they're going to rush him at that point because what they're going to be thinking about by mid-February, mid to late February is we need Joe ready for playoffs. So they're not going to drop him right into a schedule where I believe in February it's every other night. There's no... It's... Pretty, pretty much. Every other night, and then I think there's one section where they have three days off. But otherwise, it's every other night. And the All-Star break. That's not in February. That's January. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about if T- he comes telling, back. Telling, like, telling time is hard. Yeah, if he's ready to come back mid to late February, they're not going to drop him in the middle of a packed schedule and be like, oh, well, have at it. They're going to wait until March where it slows down just a hair. Like, not much, but just a hair. I think, and... I think too, it's dependent on what the Sharks do, because I think we can safely say there's two paths. I don't think anybody's looking at this injury going, yeah, the Sharks are going to keep climbing those standings. Watch out, Vegas. I think the two paths are going to be tread water, yep. maintain a top three spot in the Pacific, um, maintain that playoff spot, because let's be honest, the wild card is kind of out of reach, I think, at this point. Maybe the Colorado spot, but... Ideally, you tread water, stay in second or third in the Pacific, keep the space between uh, L.A. Anaheim, and Anaheim, and when he comes back, you're but you're back into the into the swing of things before he went down. The other right. path is that they just absolutely unravel and spiral out of control and fall down the standings. <laughs> what sucks is that, like, at this point, I was starting to feel better about the Sharks. <laughs> I I had been really down on them, and you know I. Didn't really want to watch this team in playoffs. I'm still kind of like in a, I don't know how I feel about this team going into the postseason. But I felt reasonably confident that this team could at least make it through the second round of playoffs. And now we have this injury and all of a sudden we're back to this big question mark over what is going to happen now. I I think treading water isn't unreasonable. They're no. not. Go- they're not getting better from this point. That no. is, no. you know, they're not going to. No team is going to be better without Joe Thornton. Boston obviously didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> Treading water, I think, is kind of a reasonable. That's expectation. the best case scenario. Yes. Do I think they're going to fall in the standings? Probably a whole lot. No. Have you seen the Pacific Division? It's really bad right now. Yeah. So ideally, so right now, I think they're. Three points up on Calgary, which is fine, and that means that they're like four or five up on LA, and then like five, maybe six up on Anaheim. But they have, I think, one game in hand on LA, and like maybe a couple games in hand on Anaheim. So 
the best path would be for them to stay in second, obviously, and, and be good. But um, if they slip below Calgary and fall to that third spot but can keep a buffer between them and L.A., I think that's that's ideal and what they should be hoping for. I don't think anybody should set the, the goal that they're going to keep on truck in the way they are. Right. And I think I think it's totally doable. Like, L.A.'s not very good. They're a two-line team. Jonathan Quick is not better than everybody else's goalies for the next 12 years. In fact, he's worse than most people's goalies. Can Anaheim we, is... Can we pause and do a real, like, little aside on Jonathan Quick throwing a fit last night about so getting Jonathan, So, Jonathan, Jonathan Quick wears a diaper to every game. I don't know if people know this. He, he wears a diaper because um, routinely he just wants to poop in his diaper and just fill that bad boy up. If you've ever changed a baby... And sometimes, like, when they poo, it, like, gets all over their body and, like, their clothes, and it's just disgusting. That's what he does, like, all the time. Jonathan Quick let in a ton of goals against Vancouver. Vancouver is horrendous. And whoever the coach of the LA Kings is, John Stevens or whatever, went to pull him, and he just wouldn't leave the crease. Yeah. He just stayed there. He just, like, stood there like a whiner. And he was, like, shaking his head at Darcy Kemper as Kemper took the ice, and it's just, yeah, like... Yeah, poor Kemper has to skate out there like a... Patsy yeah. and just be like, hey man, gotta go. And John Quick's like, hmm, no, I have to poop in my diaper. Like, how did Martin Jones ever, ever put up with that man? I just, I, I hmm. Have you uh, seen Martin Jones look you in the eyes? That, that <laughs> man is a serial killer. <laughs> he has no emotion. I just don't think that Martin Jones is, like, capable of, like, confrontation. So, like, Jonathan I just Quick don't think he talked to him. No, he, he just did not make eye contact. He just was, like, I bet Jonathan Quick thought that Martin Jones was a mute. Like, I, <laughs> I think that's just... That probably Pro- happened. <laughs> probably. Like, Martin Jones would, like, say hi to, like, Jeff Carter every once in a while. Because I, I imagine everybody likes Jeff Carter. So I just imagine, like, Jeff Carter walks by, he's like, hey, Jeff, what's up? Or Cartsy yeah. or whatever stupid name they have for each other. And then Jonathan Quick would be like, did you speak? And then Martin Jones just looks at him and then, like, keeps tying his skates. Without <laughs> <laughs> doing anything. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, so L.A., not good. Anaheim, not good. Anaheim was so injured, <laughs> and the only reason that they are where they are in the standings is because John Gibson put on his superhero pads and right. has dragged this team into averageness, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Anaheim's not very good. Like, no, San Jose is clearly a cut above them. The thing about Anaheim is that they're getting healthy at the right time. The old Chicago yeah, Blackhawks well. method. <laughs> well, uh, speaking, speaking of bad... <laughs> the Chicago Blackhawks, yeah. I was looking at the standings today. Chicago is dead last in the Central and, yep. like, clearly back of the teams in front of them. Chicago is still five points ahead of Edmonton. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So the I think the ceiling... So br- bringing it back, I think the, the, the ceiling for San Jose is staying in second. I don't think they're going to catch Vegas. And the floor would be staying above Edmonton. Yeah. Which means absolutely. that they're firmly out of the playoffs and they're, like, in, like, 10th. Um, yeah. or 11th, so which would be bad because this team's window is this season. Yes. If San Jose makes, <laughs> wants to make a Stanley Cup run, I, that, that, there, you can never say never. I've seen dumber things happen, like LA getting into the 8th spot in the playoffs and then winning the Cup. Right. So I've seen crazy things happen, so I think this was their last... This is almost like the last time the window's going to be open maybe next season, but if they fall out of contention, there, ha- there has to be a long, serious sit-down with do we sell Dell? Do we sell Braun? Do we sell the guys that we can sell for stuff and try to retool? So I think that is the biggest question coming up about this injury. When we look at how this is going to affect the team, obviously we're thinking about the standings. I think everyone kind of has the expectation that 
the team's not going to nosedive entirely. This team has shown that they're capable of covering for each other or whatever. But then we have to look at what's coming up because we're so close to the trade deadline. That's where Joe Thornton being injured is going to affect the team in the biggest way, I think. Because yeah. if he's not healthy to make a playoff push or what, he, what he won't return until right before playoffs, they've got to figure something out. So it seems like uh, based on some of the stuff that Gackle has said and that Doug Wilson has said that uh, Doug Wilson may go all out at the trade deadline. Is that that sound right? Well, he, he said that his strategy hasn't changed. Like, he, like, Joe Thornton being injured hasn't affected what he wants to do, but he also put the caveat in there that if yeah. Thornton is out for a longer period of time, he may need to make a move before the deadline. So that seems to me that if Thornton's out long-term, Doug Wilson is pushing some chips in and making a big move. What that says to me is that, like, he's either going to jump the gun on somebody and overpay, uh, and it's going to be bad, or, you know, he says the strategy is not going to change, but if you're out with, jo- like, Joe Thornton's out, but you're still in a pretty good position for playoffs, your strategy is going to change. And you're not going to be looking for a fourth liner at that point, because that's what every all of the reports so far have been, is that he's looking for... <laughs> you, you, you underestimate Doug Wilson's love of the yeah. sandpaper. <laughs> yeah. But I think over the course of the next few weeks, we're really going to see how they're able to fill in for Thornton. And if they can't do that in a way that's satisfactory, then his strategy is going to change. Yeah, so let's talk about filling in for Thornton because the obvious the obvious person that needs to step up their production is Couture because he's going to get the bump for the Hold, first line. Step up their production? Uh, most likely. Couture is like carrying this team's offense. Well, he's going to have to double time yeah. that because he's because Thornton was the second leading yeah. scorer. So Couture is going to, I I don't mean maybe like he's going to have to shoulder more production. But now Couture is the first line center. Yeah. He's going to be the main pivot guy on the power play. Um, Couture is going to have to take on more responsibility. He's going to play with paths probably. Um, so Couture is going to be the guy now. He's going to be the one C. Mm-hmm. Um, so all eyes are going to be on him. I'm assuming that he'll be he'll be stapled to paths, um, and then that means that hurdle, if I had to guess, would move into uh, the second center position, fulfilling his destiny. Didn't am I making this up? Didn't someone say that it sounded like Pavelski would be centering the top line? Somebody I don't know who it was, so sorry that we're if we're not crediting you. I think somebody did mention that, but there was no official practice today, mm-hmm. so there's no. There was no, like, it, it's not like Gackle was at right. the ice looking at the lines. There was there was speculation from what DeBoer and stuff was saying. We haven't seen Pavelski center a line in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, I don't even like, know if... him and Joe, for a while, I don't know if they still do this. I don't pay close enough attention, to be honest. It was kind of like a split center. Am I making that up? or like it? Yeah, because Thornton would... Thornton, the, thing, the thing about center is that it's not just you take... Not that you think this, but it, the guy who takes the face off might not necessarily be the center. The center has all the defensive responsibilities, and Thornton usually would take those defensive responsibilities, not Pavelski. So, like, Pavelski sometimes, like, I know what you're talking about, where Pavelski would draw into the middle mm-hmm. and stuff, and they would switch around, but it was usually Thornton 
chasing around. Because Thornton was a good defensive guy for a long time. So, like, that's where... I don't know if Pavelski has the center defense. Right. Honestly, honestly, off the top of your head, when was the last time you remember Pavelski playing a full-time center role? I, I don't remember. I, like, exactly. I, like, I have no idea. Well, that whole, like, them kind of mixing it up or whatever, I mean, that was, like, two years ago that I'm thinking of, too. So, I mean, like, Yeah, even... so if we go off of that, even that is, like, two years ago. So, like, what the yeah. hell? <laughs> Yeah. It's like it's like Patrick Marlowe. Patrick Marlowe was a winger. Let's not lie to ourselves. Oh, well, I mean, two years ago, they tried to move him to center when someone, was it Couture, was injured? And why? <laughs> why did they do that? <laughs> they just they just have this thing where they refuse to move Thomas Hurdle to center, and they're just like, no! Yeah. <laughs> but it makes sense that he slides into the second center role. Yeah, it does. Now. And Hurdle's been a beast all season. Hurdle's been very good, so... I assume that they will give him a decent scoring winger, like a Donskoy or a LeBanc, uh, that they can make some magic, and then I'm I, I'm preparing myself for Hurdle to drag the corpse of Melker Carlson around the ice. I was thinking probably they'd put Bodker with him. See, the reason I didn't go Bodker is because the Donskoy, Tierney, Bodker line has been so dynamite. Right. Before Donskoy got the flu that I don't know... Full disclosure, we're just guessing at this point. Right, um, yeah, we're we trying to figure it out. But <laughs> we don't know anything. <laughs> um, but that line is so good that I don't know, in my opinion, and if I was Pete DeBoer, I wouldn't break that third line up just because they've been so good and it gives you a third line that's really a second line and you can throw that at other t- people's third lines, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I could totally see them going to Donskoy, Hurdle, LeBanc. Right. And then Meyer... Kachur, Pavelski. But then that leaves, what's the third line then? Like, Hanson, Tierney, Ward? Bodker? Carlson? Someone? Car- yeah. Sorensen, and then Sorensen oh, yeah. got called up. So. Marcus Sorensen did get called up. That, at this point, is kind of like a band-aid on a broken bone. Yeah, they were gonna, they were, they were gonna do something, right? They're not just gonna leave an empty roster spot. It's not like Doug Wilson could, could pick up the phone and be like, hey, Chirelli, give me new job. Yeah, it's not like there's anyone else we can call up from the Barracuda. Other, I mean, it's Sorensen or Danny O'Regan or... You know, you want to give South... Philip Sandberg. Yeah, <laughs> Sandberg, Balsers, somebody. I, I like Rudolph, but I don't think he... I think there's still an adjustment period that he needs to have. And I think a full year on the CUDA would do him well. Yeah. So I think... And they don't, they don't seem to want to give O'Regan another shot yet. So I guess Sorensen is the only guy left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sad. Oh, poor Sorensen. I wonder if Sorensen plays... He'll have to. He'll have yeah, to. Yeah, I think he will. I think if they're calling him up, they he's the kind of player that they don't want sitting in the press box for too long. So Yeah, they'll like scratch Ward, I guess, or Hansen or Carlson or Carl they love Melker Carlson <laughs> or, or Bodker. They'll finally scratch Bodker for taking out Joe Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine this is the straw that breaks the camel's back. <laughs> a fluke a fluke play where he takes out Thornton finally, finally ends him. I hope Donsko is back so that we see, in the first game after Joe Thornton, we see the full full strength, in quotations, the full non-Thornton strength lineup. Right, well, because um, we've also it, got Martin Jones injured. <laughs> so Yeah, well, we have Arendelle, so well, let's yeah. all just shh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. Our starting goalie in our top line center. That's fine. Our, our starting goalie is injured, our top line center is injured, and our number one defenseman is a forward. <laughs> I love to be a Sharks fan. 
Oh, it's awesome. I just, it's going to be very interesting to see how this team reacts in light of some big adversity. Yeah, definitely. I think this is going to be a push at the, the trade deadline. This is, I, it's the worst time to get injured, but at the same time, I hope that it means that Doug Wilson thinks out things a little more. Maybe he stops targeting fourth liners and thinks, hey, maybe, maybe we should get somebody else in here. Hopefully cut some of the dead weight. And also, maybe, maybe, just maybe, this could make him rethink his draft strategy because, oh my god, they have no one to call up from the Barracuda. What are you doing, Doug Wilson? As great as it is to draft solid prospects who are going to pan out to NHLers eventually, you need some farm system, and there is nobody. Yeah. And I mean nobody in the pipe right now. Nope. Like, Joachim Blickfeld is probably the best pipe guy, and he's stuck in concussion land. Aww. And I don't even think they I don't, I don't even think they would call him up yet. Yeah. Like, I don't... And he might even be stuck in Portland until their season runs out. Right. So, like, they have nobody anywhere to, like, draw on. It, it's just very barren. And when a guy like Thornton goes down, or, like, a Couture, or a Hurdle, or Pavelski, or... Somebody integral to the offense goes down, it becomes very apparent that the cupboard is tray empty. So my other concern here is that obviously Joe Thornton did not start the season healthy. And even with a summer to heal his other knee injury, which obviously I think is a lot worse. Well, we don't know for sure, but it was a lot worse. He had torn MCL and ACL. So, like, that was a huge recovery time. And he didn't start the season healthy. And he played through playoffs. That's the other He played through playoffs with a floating knee, which is the most disgusting description I can... Ugh. Every time I see that... In, actual, like, in actuality, it's not that bad. It is horrifying. <laughs> so, I am concerned... I have like capital C concerned about him coming back too soon. He will definitely come back too soon, but at the same time, he's Joe Thornton, and I don't know if it'll matter. <laughs> the guy, the guy's like a freaking cyborg. That's fair. I don't know how he does it. I just, I, I just, uh, I think, I think, I think the biggest question mark is what is this MRI going to reveal? Wilson said that if he's out longer than two weeks, their the team policy is to notify the media right. that. It's a long-term injury. Right. So I think the MRI is the big missing puzzle piece now because then we'll know long-term, medium-term, short-term. I have a sneaky suspicion this may be a short-to-medium-term injury. I'm not a doctor. I've, I've just hurt myself a lot. I think that he... I'm hoping, I should say this, I'm hoping that it's a short-term injury. And if it is, I think he comes back the way he left the ice, because it'll just be, like, a break for him. Like, obviously, his knee will be injured, but it won't be that bad. If this turns into, like, a two-month-he-needs-surgery situation, just he might be done forever. At the same time, now that, now that I've said the phrase, the Chicago Blackhawks method, uh, I'm really thinking that they could, you know, say it's a long-term injury, and then Joe Thornton is back for playoffs, and they've also made a uh, trade deadline move with that extra roster or sorry, that extra cap space, 
and, and really do the oh yeah the, the full now you're thinking now, Chicago now you're thinking Hawks. like a hockey man <laughs> full Chicago Blackhawks <laughs> method now you're now you're thinking like a true hockey man <laughs> really convenient timing on this injury Joe thank you <laughs> Joe, Joe gets injured rests his knee is better quickly he rests he's fresh for playoffs rather than instead of being 39 he's a spry 37 for playoffs and San Jose goes on a long run. And somehow San Jose acquires both of the Sedines with all that extra cap space. I'm not into this Sedine idea because they move <laughs> at the speed of a oh, no. glacier. Oh, no, I'm not either. <laughs> but at the same time, it's kind of like having two Joe Thorntons, so, like, that's cool. It would be like having three Joe Thorntons. <laughs> we could have an entire line of Joe Thorntons. <laughs> it, we could call it the Hall of Fame line. Oh, my God. Now I'm suddenly awesome. sold on the Sedines and I don't even like them that much. <laughs> but I'm into it. <laughs> they should they should acquire they should sign Yager too. <laughs> Just load up on old ass Hall of Famers. Again was like floating around crying. <laughs> I just just it. find dudes that are going to the hall and just acquire them. I love it. My final concern is this was supposed to be Joe Thornton's show me year. So Oh, he showed. He's getting oh, re-signed. For sure. But now they're going back into negotiations with another injury, which is what happened last year where it was they're going into negotiations and hey, dude, you just hurt yourself real bad. We got to see what you're capable of. So, does this give Joe Thornton another year in San Jose? Because like I think he could probably get more money somewhere else, but maybe not a longer term. Or does that push him into free agency because the Sharks are like, hey, we don't really know what's going to happen, you know? I think the only way he leaves is if a team gives him the Marlowe offer where they get not necessarily 6.2 by 3, but, like, if some team, like, if Montreal comes along is like, hey, we'll give you $6 million over the next two years, where San Jose's like, we'll give you 7 over on the next one. I think the only way he leaves at this point, because if he would have, if he wanted to leave, last year was the time to do right. it. Clean break, Marlowe leaves, Thornton leaves. Right, and he you go. he waited to see what Marlowe did, so... Yeah, so I think, I, I think he stays, and I think he might do another, like, one year, depending on what Doug Wilson does, because Thornton seems to be the guy, because he was, Thornton was willing to take way less right. to keep Patrick Marlowe. So if DW makes some good moves or says, hey, why don't we chill and wait until see if I can sign John Tavares? Right. And then depending on what he does. So if, if Wilson comes up short or doesn't sign anybody monumentally expensive, Thornton may sign another like one-year $8 million contract. If DW makes some roster moves and adds some good pieces, you might see Thornton back on like five and a half. I think it it gives Wilson leverage to do just another one-year contract. Whereas yeah. I think the kind of agreement going into the season was if you prove that you can bounce back from this injury, we could probably give you a two-year contract next year. I don't think they would give him more yeah. than two, but I think they would, no. th- at that point, they would be like, okay, yeah, we'll sign you for two more years. You obviously proved you can come back from this huge injury. Now we've yeah. got another injury on the table, and I think that they can take that into negotiation and be like, well, let's see. I think the injury, if the injury is medium to short term, I don't think it'll factor in at no. all because it's so far away. There's still like 40 games left, roughly. Right. So I don't, I don't think it'll factor in. If this, if he has surgery though, because there's there's talk that he might need a quick little repair, then I think you'll see Wilson gain the leverage again. 
Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think I think speculating about him coming back next year is too far in the distance because San Jose <laughs> does have a shot at going to the playoffs. I think. What what do you what are your predictions for injury length and shark standings when he comes back? <laughs> uh, well, I already said I think he's going to miss February. So five weeks. Yeah, I kind of hope they go the full Chicago Blackhawks just for the drama of it. But uh, no, I'm going to say he misses all of February, maybe part of March. So you're saying he misses? So it'll be next week, which is one four weeks in February, which is five. five to so six you said, is my five five, five to, six. to six weeks. And I think that when he gets back, the Sharks are going to be third in the Pacific. I think this is a three-week injury. <laughs> three to four. So I think he comes back... End of February? End of February, maybe even middle of February, depending. Middle to end of February. And I think San Jose is also in third in the Pacific. I, don't, I think they're talented enough. And I think that they have... They have Couture and Hurdle to be top six possession drivers and... and Top six players, basically, to dra- and then they can drag around, like, Meyer and, and stuff into good... Not that they need to be dragged, but, like, there's enough top six talent, and then there's the bottom lines, if, especially if they go with Donskoy, Tierney, Bodker, and the Hanson, Ward, Goodrow line has been good, too. So I think there's enough there that they can beat teams that they should beat. So, like, New York, I think they can beat the Rangers. I think they can beat, if they play, like, Vancouver, Edmonton, or... Or one of the lesser teams, they they can easily beat those guys. I think they'll be in tough against like the Vegases and stuff like that. But I think they will be okay. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I think they'll be okay. And honestly, like I hate to be a dick about this, but the team gets a lot younger without Joe Thornton. You're replacing Joe Thornton with a young guy. That that hard schedule that every other night. Joe Thornton is the person that it affected the most. We we have to be honest with ourselves here. Uh, Joe Thornton and if Joel Ward is playing a back to back, probably Joel Ward. But like, <laughs> who, <laughs> it actually it actually affected Paul Martin the most because he's out of the NHL right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's mean. Aww. I like Paul Martin. He's a good guy. Uh, yeah. So, but the thing is though, that Joe Thornton is second in the team in pure points, and he also when he's on the ice, they're above average team. When he's off the ice, they're in. They're an average right. team. So, like, he's still good. Obviously, That's he, the problem. he has a really high impact on this team, and he makes them better. At the same time, I think when you've got this heavy kind of schedule, that mitigating that loss is going to be a little easier. I think we're both hoping that he has a, a manageable injury and he comes back fresh. Because yes. that would be the best. If he comes back, like, beginning of March and is just flying around well right and, by and flying around i mean he's going <laughs> slightly faster and um, they're still in a if, he, if he's rested and fresh and they're still in the playoffs and they can make that push and do some damage because let's be honest with ourselves if they're second or third in the in the pacific who are they playing calgary whoop-de-doo they can be calgary <laughs> yeah who's their second round matchup vegas or colorado Pfft. right i'm not scared of either of those teams right so like there's a path they just need couture and hurdle to continue to be monsters, and then they need everybody else to step their game up 2%. So, like, Meyer has been playing amazing. He needs to keep that going. Pavelski needs to start scoring goals. They need um, Goodrow to keep driving fourth-line play. So, like, they need all these little things to happen, which can totally happen, and I don't think it's off the table. They play the Rangers tomorrow, so let's just real quick prediction for what the top line's going to be tomorrow. I say it's going to be Meyer, Couture, Pavs, and then... We're just doing LeBanc, the top line. Hurdle, just the top Carlson. Line. Just the top oh, line. 
Oh, I, I don't listen. No, you don't. I'm, I'm a man. <laughs> I'm going to say <laughs> that it's obviously Couture at Center, Pavelski, and Carlson. <laughs> oh, why? <laughs> because it's Pete DeBoer. I know that's going to happen. <laughs> what if he puts, like, Joel Ward on the top line? Don't even say those words. Don't put that energy into the universe. <laughs> I think I think he just moves his centers up and well I think he moves his set I don't know but there's also talk of the Caturtle line staying together so who who the freak knows yeah I don't know it'll be hopefully Donsky doesn't have the flu so at least we have him kicking around because it'll be interesting all right emergency podcast God this is the wrong kind of emergency it is rest in peace Joe Thornton he's not actually dead <laughs> for the record. <laughs>